This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. We're in these times now where we've got so much fear. We've got so much ignorance. We have to be fearless. And I, when I think about when I think about fearlessness, and when I think about fighting back, I think about our organized labor. I think about labor all the time because they're there to fight for for the average person that just wants to go to work, have a decent wage, have benefits, and have a future and hope for them and their family. Now on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT WPHT HD WOGL HD three Philadelphia the Labor Show. Doc and Krause. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Hour number two of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. J. Doc, one more time just to follow up uh, out of our six o'clock hour uh, with uh, Gary Messina and Sheet Metal Workers Local 19. Uh, great one hour second segment, up close and personal, really good stuff. Oh my God, worth the price of admission. Uh, Brian Bush, uh, Gary Messino, uh, two of uh, you know our great labor leaders and and, uh, and certainly uh, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19. Uh, fantastic hospitality they showed us and a great show. We thank everybody for being with The Labor Show. Remember, we're here uh, for two hours now every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. We get an opportunity to deliver the message to the Delaware Valley uh, now two hours uh, every week. Special show in hour number two uh, of the broadcast. And our first time back into uh, what I call the Pond La Hockey Studios, uh, where we are social distancing, but we are here to deliver, I think, what will be a fantastic hour uh, of radio. Sam, a good uh, evening to you, sir. Welcome in, my friend. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's good to be back and uh, good to be at this table with you. Oh yeah, Sam. You know how much we love being on, you know on the air with you, and 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 there's so much to talk about now. One of the things that we've done uh, leading up to the election is plan our you know is, uh, I think meticulously eight shows, and um, you know at our union halls across the board. This is the this is the show, and it's the specific show where we're coming directly to Pond La Hockey uh, uh, from the offices of Pond La Hockey, not a labor union, but the way I look at it, and I always say this: I say, our labor unions represent our members. Pond the hockey represents our injured members, and so. Uh, but we're we're, also, we're going to talk election. We're going to talk get out the vote. All but we wouldn't. It wouldn't be a show with Sam Pond if we That's didn't right. begin the program with a monologue. With a monologue, Sam. All well, yours, boy, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to be back in the monologue world. Well, look, we we getting serious for a moment. This is uh, a serious time of the year. It's a serious time. A lot at stake for labor. A lot at stake for. Uh, men and women, working men and women, uh, and their families, because we are approaching in less than 30 days, uh, or about 30 days, November 3rd. And if you belong to organized labor, if you are part of a labor union, you better realize that your vote, maybe, look, everyone's vote counts as much as someone else's vote, but in regard to organized labor, you have as much at stake as anyone because basically your survival, your way of life, your ability to collectively bargain, your ability to go into a courtroom and arbitrate, your ability to fight back nonsensical terms such as right to work, your ability to protect your way of life, uh, 
i.e., to negotiate a salary that is fair and just for your hard labor, a benefits package, an annuity, a medical plan, a future, hope, the American dream is at stake on November 3rd. Ponley Hockey has initiated a program where we're looking at November 3rd as, again, a national holiday. And we have told all of our staff that if they vote and they volunteer on November 3rd to be part of the voting process, and they have a spirit of volunteerism, that they will be paid for that day. And we are promoting this throughout the legal community, and I would hope that it goes beyond the legal community, that it goes into all professions, all industries, that everyone that has the power and ability to give their employees the opportunity to be paid, to be part of the process on November 3rd, that that is going to happen. We know that the rank-and-file members of organized labor are out on the streets every day when they're not working, participating in the process. A lot of that is because of the leadership of our local unions, Johnny Dock, Wayne Miller, Anthony Gallagher, et cetera, et cetera. So our country, our republic, our democracy, at the very foundation of it, based on our Constitution signed here in the great city of brotherly love, allows you to vote. And you have a responsibility to go out and exercise your vote, to protect our way of life. People have sacrificed, lost their lives to protect our ability to vote. So having said that and understanding that um, all of the people that are involved in this, in the union movement, and the participants that create this radio show, one of them being Pat Eiding, who was really instrumental in having this show be a reality. And we thank him for his leadership and the other union leaders. So please, get out to vote. I'm asking everyone that has a business, that has an organization, again, that has the power to allow your employees, pay them that day to participate in the process. Let's get on with the show. Sam, one fo quick follow-up on that. Any response from some of the other firms in the city to your message out there? That's a great question. We have had the next day Klein Inspector in Philadelphia followed our lead on this. Um, and quite frankly, they then showed their leadership. And we saw some participation from other firms, including the Mongolusi firm. And other firms are getting in line and going to uh, participate in this challenge um, in this election year that is... So important because we're talking about the executive of our country and we're talking about the Senate, the U.S. Senate. We're talking about the House of Representatives. And in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, we're talking about the Senate and also our General Assembly. There's we'll, a lot at stake. We'll get to a commercial break because J-Doc wrote down on a piece of paper during the segment for me to go to break now. <laughs> uh, so I'll do that. Uh, when we come back on the other side, very special guest uh, will join us. This is The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with 
so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, our number two J. Doc uh, of the Labor Show. Big show tonight, Sam Pond and the lead chair, uh, great opening monologue with a message. You'll hear throughout our number two of the broadcast tonight, you'll hear messaging from Pond Lahaki throughout the show sure. uh, on the message of getting out to vote. And a little bit later on, I'll tell you about the building trades who have in a, in a, put their own initiative out in support of what Sam is saying getting the vote out that's all happening yeah, and that's now. what that's a, that's what the show is about and you know uh, sam's monologues uh, you know it says it all uh, we, we're happy to have on the program uh freddie mitchell uh, former philadelphia eagle and it reminds me of that famous fourth and 26 okay because that's where we're at right now okay the game is on the line okay and um they say and sam alluded to it that this is the election it's always a cliche it's this is the election of our lifetime well it is and if anybody, you know, if, 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 if anybody understands what Sam was saying, um, think about what affects your job, what affects your livelihood, and vote your interests, especially if you're in a labor union. Sam said collective bargaining. Sam, you said it a, a million times when you talk about the PR war, uh, you know, things like right to vote. I mean, right to, right to, right to work, right to vote, of course. Right to work. That's a deceptive term. Well, these are things that, that the other side are pushing so that we don't realize that our livelihoods are being taken out right from underneath of us. It's great to have Freddie Mitchell uh, here on the program. And, and, and Freddie, now more than ever, I've never seen so many pro athletes ever, uh, you know, doing PSAs, getting involved, talking to people about voting. What's different now than, than, than uh, the past? I think a lot of things are actually being taken away from us. Uh, like blindly. And um, I want a lot of people to understand when you said uh, what affects you and your family. Sure. A lot of people don't understand with NFL and the football, we're a union too. And we work day in and day out. And they take Social Security from our checks. Right. So if you're there and you're going to tell me I've been getting my head bashed in for this many years sure. and working and getting money taken out for this many years. You're telling me that you're going to take that away from me. Right. And I don't think a lot of people understand when it comes to voting um, what uh, affects them and their family. Exactly. My mother, my mother's 60 something years old. She would never tell me how old she is. So 60 <laughs> something. And she's been working all her life. And for the fact that you're going to tell me that you're going to take my mother's Social Security away from her and then she still has to work in her 70s, it, it just it, it, it really is depressing for me. And, and it really makes me cry. Sure. You know, and, and a lot of these players, everybody thinks, uh, you know, NFL players are millionaires and, and everything else. And no, we depend on Social Security. We depend on workers comp after that. That's some of the benefits and, uh, that we have. And that's the sacrifice we made so that we can have them benefits. And now you're saying that uh, a certain party is going to take that away from us sure. no i understand where i'm voting i understand what's happening here and you're not going to take that away from me so what's the biggest power i have walking my tail down there and voting yeah it's freddie excellent points because these are really the kind of the, the heart of our protections these are the these are the the things and, and i think people don't realize that you know collective bargaining agreement is things that you negotiated for and you've earned number one 
Number two, as part of that, you pay into a Social Security system. Everybody does. 6.2% out of every citizen's check goes into the Social Security system. And finally, there's the workers' compensation system. I talk to clients every day. I spoke to seven clients today. And I talked to them exactly about all those different benefits, all those different buckets for what they filled in with their own hard-earned money. And I got news for you. If these things are threatened, if these things are threatened, the American way of life economically and even socially will really come to a crashing halt. The very fabric of our society, the very fabric of the way we live is going to be taken away from us. So we've got to be very, very mindful that we have to participate and fight to protect this, and it does start with the vote. So really excellent points, and you're a living example of exactly all that. You're a living example of, of having at your benefit the workers' compensation system when you got hurt playing your profession. The Social Security system, what, now that you've become disabled because of all the things you've been through, they're there for, for you. Understand, folks, that before the Social Security system, and it's, that Social Security is very much at the top of one of the issues that's being discussed in our national debates. Maybe you're overlooked to a certain extent. But before we had our Social Security system, before the Great Depression, 85% of our elderly lived in poverty. And they lived without any medical protection. That 6.2% not only buys you a retirement plan that you funded as a citizen, it buys you a disability plan that you funded as a citizen, but it also buys you a medical plan called Medicare that you funded. And before that, really, the most vulnerable people, including our elderly, were really at the mercy economically of anyone. Um, we've got to protect that. We've got to participate. And we've got to fight. And it starts with us having the ability to vote. And, 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 and Fred, to jump on that, as an NFL player, and now you see a, a lot more NFL players, NBA players, uh, MLB players getting, getting involved, not only socially, but as, as part of the vote. Do you think, like a union member, Sam, we talk about, uh, last time a lot of our union members crossed the, uh, crossed the party lines and, and, and went the other way. Um, do you think, and, and a lot of it's because, and, and Freddie, you mentioned it, and so did Sam, um, they really don't understand everything that affects them. In other right. words, that you know, you you like you you're voting for somebody because you like them, or they got you know, uh, they're, they're articulate. <clears throat> Do you think NFL players are now much more involved and more, more educated in understanding, you know, who affects what in in regards to who they're voting for? And do you think that along with the social issues, um, the fact that the, everybody's getting more educated um, is a big reason why they're why the campaigning is so strong for getting out the vote? You have to educate the vote. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people, uh, th- it's really, really annoying to me that, you know, I'm like, okay, well, this is why you're voting. Okay, why are you voting for this? You know, you know and they have no answer. See, and, and, and for me to, to ask why are you voting for a certain party. And you don't know, it's a problem. Right, but, but me personally, if you ask me why, because I've worked all my life for Social Security. I've worked I work to be able to get workers comp. You know, uh, if somebody's taking it away from me, I don't care about the, you know, I, I do care, but understand it all about racism and all that stuff. But you're taking away social, you're trying to take away social. Do you understand what will happen if you do that to I don't think a lot of people do, people, But I, I think, I think, I think Freddie's, Freddie makes a good point, and I'm, I think our audience, and, and we had the show, the three of us ran the show, The Legal Eagles, Freddie. Right. And one of the, the, the basis, the premise of the show 
was for people to understand the body of laws that protect them. And the body of laws are made by our politicians. So think about this process. You have to understand that who we elect makes the laws that we're bound by, that govern our lives from top to bottom, Correct. from everyday life to our future, everything. So when you really think about this, Freddie, ignorance is a beast. It's a big beast. And today we don't have to be ignorant. We can be educated because we have so much information at our fingertips. And it doesn't necessarily mean that someone's party affiliation is a natural affiliation that's going to take away Social Security or workers' comp. You need to educate yourself about who is your local, who is your local General Assembly person? Who is your state rep? Know your state rep. Here's a really good thing to remember, a really good thing to remember. Guess who the politicians work for? Us. Yeah, absolutely. We pay them. They are our employees. They are supposed to be public servants. But we have to be able to be educated about them and then vote. Listen, if you don't vote, you can't complain about him or her having a vote against your interests. Because you weren't there to vote. You can't well, complain about your family starving and not having and exactly. not seeing where the next meal is. And you know what I want to see that you, you know you're you're a great you're a great beacon. You're 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 a, a guy that always has your voice heard. And I think that the voices we're hearing from the professional sports players that are all union members right. that we need to make sure that they're all registered to vote. And I would challenge each and every one of them to make sure that they're out there and they're registered to vote, and they say to those people that admire them, please, get out and vote. Yeah. Now, I, you know what? Can we get you, because I know, Sam, you, you, every time you speak, yeah. you know, I get, like, chill Absolutely. bumps, and I'm ready to Absolutely. run through the wall. Oh, oh, wait a I second. Don't need any more, I don't need any more concussions. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's everything that, you know, I've been preaching for a long time, but it's, 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 it's really, really what everybody needs to understand what team you're on. And it, and it really affects your family. And I just love, I, I love that. And, and well, it's the same thing, Sam. We've said that a hundred times. Sam is more like a football coach than anybody I almost I've ever met, right? Yes, we, I, like Al Pacino, no. We want <laughs> Sam Pond to come in That's here right. and, and do this. The monologues is awesome. Freddie, I've said it a hundred times to Sam when we, when we did the Lord to Lord show. I feel like running through the wall. It's like halftime. We're down by 10. We got to go on a championship game. But that's that's how – wait till we talk about – when we talk about Social Security disability, holy cow. One last thought for Freddie Mitchell, our special guest here in the opening uh, big segment of the Labor Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. They will have 7,500 fans uh, at Heinz Field tomorrow when the Eagles take on uh, and play Pittsburgh this weekend. I have to get uh, a thought from you, Freddie, just uh, on behalf of the listening audience and your perspective on the Eagles so far this season. Well, you know, it's a hard place to play over there at Heinz Stadium. I played there, and um, and it's just with the fans. But 75, that really is not going to matter. Uh, when you really look at NFL and who's going to win, who's the better quarterback, you know, and uh, you really have to do that. They're stricken with a lot of injuries right now, and um, which is – NFL and injuries right now. It's unbelievable. So, and these guys don't understand because I, I've lived through it, the workers' comp tie-in to that. And yep. what then they're going to they're gonna be asking for it. Yep. They don't understand that. But back to that, it, it's, it's going to be hard for them. You know, uh, you, you really have to. Doug has, uh, is coming from Andy Reid in the system, and you really have to go back and you have to out-coach everybody. You have to outplay everybody. And it's going to really take a team. It's going to take a, a, a real team uniting as one to even <laughs> – 
compete. <laughs> to even try to compete with, because you know, Big Big Ben is coming. Oh yeah, no, but but you know what's funny? Last week, everybody, uh, everybody picked the 49ers. So maybe, and and here's one for you: two big Titans, two big first place teams. One of them's undefeated, and the other one's one, two and one. And you know we love the Eagles, but they're calling it the NFC least. You know oh, what I mean? It's man. getting crazy. Isn't it's it? bad, but I mean you 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 can't you know you, you got to try to sugarcoat it. You right. just have to get better. And and you know it, it both. I, and I, I don't even want to say about Cowboys. I, I hate the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I mean I, I just hope that Wentz trusts uh, uh, the the players. He goes down and he goes down the progressions. He trusts the offense, and you have to get better. And he's actually lucky that we don't have any fans. Yeah, you, oh, know, you got that right. It, it was easier to me with no fans than than having fans. So if you're not, you know, if you're not on your game, Philadelphia yeah, will like, hold they, you accountable. They don't like all those picks, that's for sure. Oh, and, and you're throwing picks in an empty stadium. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Freddie Mitchell, our special guest here in the opening segment of the Labor Show, still the biggest personality in the room. We'll get to a commercial break. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. Please join Pawnee Hockey in promoting the vote. On November 3rd, we feel that that's a national holiday. We're allowing all of our staff to volunteer with pay at the polls. We're also asking all of our staff to vote. We're asking you to vote because our democracy depends on you voting and participating. You have a constitutional right to vote. Please honor it and exercise it. Thank you. As we come back on the Labor Show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, J. Dr. Freddie said the Eagles were going to win tomorrow. He said it was going to be tough. Sam, what did you hear? I didn't hear him saying that. He didn't didn't say a winner. He did say a winner. Wait a second. He made a political that's, – that's being a politician. He didn't make a choice, but the, the truth is uh, he was right. It's going to be tough. Dial it back in here for a moment, Sam. Really, really um, poignant uh, conversation from Freddie Mitchell. Real, real conversation about uh, from his perspective, which is a great perspective. It's our perspective. I thought yeah. it was real good to yeah, hear this. Yeah, real, real life uh, perspective from a professional athlete in regard to uh, – and, and a member of a, a labor union and, and, and the benefits that he's received – as a result of a collective bargaining agreement for the professional athletes and the NFL players. So it's great to have him on the labor show, a believer in labor, a believer in the system, a believer in the right to vote and the, and the, the responsibility of voting, but also understanding that the other benefits, the other systems have to be protected to protect uh, the working men and women, whether, whether it's workers' comp or social security disability. Yeah, and it's interesting because as a professional athlete, you, 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 he's talking about the issues that we deal with every day as regular True. people. Yeah. And, it's, and, and you, Sam, you, you mentioned about understanding you know, your rights and who's representing your rights. And, and, and to hear that from Freddie Mitchell, a pro athlete, um, and, and of course he feels uh, passionate about the social issues, but he's also talking about social security, workers' comp, and those things that make a difference uh, in, in, in his life, and that's important, and that's what all, all people all people have to do. Sam, let's, let's, we got a big, uh, you know, the Supreme Court. When you, mm-hmm. you talk about voting for president, mm-hmm. you're talking about voting for the Supreme Court. I've said it a thousand times, but we we got a lot of things going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your take on everything in regards to that situation and, you know, and how it relates to everything we're going on? Well, look, you know, uh, we, we talked about, Justice Ginsburg's passing the last time he had me on the labor show and, uh, you know, small of stature, but, but giant public servant and, uh, to have, look at her and her body of work and how she continued to work, 
she was on the court for 27 years, um, and uh, you know, just it, it's going to be hard to replace her. And obviously, this is the the situation when you talk about voting, because when you talk about voting, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about the consequence of who gets to appoint and then um, approve uh, a Supreme Court justice. So. You know, you have a president that is uh, a Republican president, and he's he's going to appoint. He's already appointed uh, Barrett, and you know her body of work speaks for herself. She clearly was the law clerk for Scalia for 20 years, so she looked. I think she learned a lot under Scalia, and Scalia's philosophy is a philosophy that is much more conservative than uh, a lot of the people on the bench. Um, and now we have the Senate. If, you, if you're talking about voting in the U.S. Senate, the Senate is the, the body that um, will, will either approve or not approve her as a candidate uh, or a nominee for the, for the United States Supreme Court. My concern in, in today's this, – this when you go back to John Marshall, we can go all the way back to John Marshall as the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court identified itself as a power source. When I say a power source, I'm talking about the third branch of government. We have the executive branch, the president, we have the legislative body, the Senate, and the House of Representatives, and then we have the judiciary. Uh, and those checks and balances. And, and the Supreme Court's number one role, and only role, is to understand whether or not a law, if a law is constitutional. To take the facts and then apply it to our Constitution and say whether or not it's constitutional. The consequences are profound, whether it's something like same-sex marriage that um, Justice uh, Thomas just came out and said, I'd like to have another case in front of the the Supreme Court to determine whether or not same-sex marriage is really constitutional. The list of issues on coming before the court are extensive, and clearly labor issues come in front of the court constantly. Uh, The ability to collectively bargain, the right to work, uh, gerrymandering, which um, affects whether or not gerrymandering is constitutional in states. On and on and on. The Janus decision. Oh, yeah, the Janus decision. We can go, yeah, we can talk about, you know, the decision that says, well, we can have um, independent expenditures uh, uh, organizations created that have unlimited amount of money that they can give in support of a campaign. Not to the campaign, but in support of a candidate. In other words, you could have put a billion dollars in an independent expenditure uh, account and support whomever you wanted to support. There's no restrictions. Not like on that. super PAC. That, it's a super PAC on in regard to, in regard to, um, and basically the the First Amendment may be gotten to the, has gotten to the point where it's too far. Yeah. We we don't have any restrictions on the First Amendment, and consequently, you know, w- we have this bastardization in my mind of the system. Nevertheless, the Supreme Court uh, is as important as you know electing someone for president. So. Uh, it's a big deal, and we're seeing right now that clearly the Republicans want to get this done before the election. You know, it's interesting you say that because uh, Merrick Garland, who uh, President Obama nominated, I think, and I think it was like nine months he had left in his term, and that's you know, and and, and the, the Republicans blocked them all the way t- because they could, and 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 so that's a, and 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 it wasn't like it was a month left. I mean, they, it was it was a total. You know, they were not going to allow it to happen. And, you know, when I always think there's a disconnect. I always think that we, the people, we don't connect with the Supreme Court. We don't 
know or understand what it means when they throw terms around about packing the court, adding to the court, and all of that. And we don't stop to realize that those decisions will eventually make it to our doorstep. Oh, oh 100%. And this, this, again, goes back to you know, the Legal Eagle Show. And the purpose of the Legal Eagle Show was to have people educated and understand about the process. Uh, about the political process, about what the, the founders have given us in the checks and balances in the three branches of government. And, you know, they're, they're, they're arguably all, as, all equal and as powerful as the other. So, uh, and they're all interconnected. Uh, I just would wish, Joe and Joe, that when we're talking about a Supreme Court justice, that the, the level of professionalism, the level of honor, the level of disconnect to a political process, in yeah. other words, Having no political agenda on the court, please. Can we not have a political agenda on the court? Yeah. I understand your philosophy. You come with a certain philosophy. I get it. But not. this is not a political playground. The court is a sacred sanctity in regard to getting the hell out of the politics and that nastiness. Oh. It's almost, to me, it's almost like a watchdog. And saying, hey, you know what? You know what, rogue policymaker? Hey, you know what, rogue, rogue politician? You, you weren't going to compromise, and you've given us this piece of legislation, and, you know, I'm going to look at it, and I know you're a Republican or you're a Democrat. It doesn't matter. This piece of legislation is unconstitutional. It's not consistent with our democracy and our republic, and we're going to vote it down as unconstitutional. You're not allowed to play those games here. That is not how the system – to me, the Supreme Court ought to be above reproach. I agree with that. I, 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 it's, it's such a political process, and, and – um you know, you have and it's also like it's it's, you know, it, it part of the partisan politics uh, in, in Washington that turns everybody off. I mean, you know, e- even the process of, of, of uh, once you're nominated, it's one of the most really disgusting, disgraceful, um, you know, uh, you know, displays of what politics is, you know, the worst part of politics. And and so. Uh, I absolutely agree with that, Sam. I don't. I mean, you're you're a, a, a legal scholar and an expert. I'm just a regular guy. But you know, thinking about it, and I say to myself, it's just it's terrible when it becomes that politicized. And you know, right now there's a, a you know the very qualified nominee. Um, you're talking about you know the conservative or liberal appro- uh, approach, and now that's and when you're and that's just the way it is with, with 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 when you're voting for president right now, and you have to think about that. And by the way, the board, I mean, so it'll be what six to three, yeah. you know, it'll be six to three conservatives. Yeah. Um, so when you go back to 2016, and you think about the loss of Hillary Clinton, and again, my 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 job is not to make judgment right now on this show. I don't think you know. Obviously, I'm in I'm in favor of politicians that are pro pro-labor bottom line right it's, it's, it's my you know in civil justice keeping the courtrooms open and, and allowing a pl- level playing field to have the opportunity to have the, the little guy go up against corporate america that's where i'm at be and there's r's that are in support of labor and there's sure. you know d's well, labor's not, not be, a political party it's not a political party it's bipartisan so and just like the trial bar is bipartisan so the 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 problem is is we're dealing with what in this process we're dealing with human beings and they're human. But when you think about, Joe, back to the 6-3, what you just mentioned, the significance of that election has really created <laughs> oh, yeah. the court that we're going to have. And if it was Hillary Clinton, you'd have a different court. It, might be six, it would be 6-3 the other way. Absolutely. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. Today's program has been pre-recorded. 
I'm back here on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Final segment, J. Doc, of the big night. And, of course, every Saturday night, we're now on for two hours, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And coming up at the end of the month are... Uh, election special details to follow oh, yeah. uh, all of the biggest labor leaders in the Delaware Valley joining us for what will be a fantastic show. Oh, yeah, it's going to be the, the Saturday before Election Day. A lot to talk about. Uh, Sam, um, we're going to talk about our Labor Cares Initiative with, 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 the, with our union community. But before we do, talk about um, what's going on with injured workers and, and, and uh, you know, uh, what the landscape's going on out there in regards to how politics affects us as well. Yeah, well, politics clearly affects uh, what's going on with injured workers and the workers' compensation system and also Social Security disability because those two are often uh, brothers and sisters in the process. Uh, those two benefits can be shared at the same time. Um, but there's, it's somewhat quiet on the, on the Western Front until after the election. I fully anticipate that after the election we'll see some movement to try to take away some of the medical benefits that injured workers have. Uh, I think we've seen... Uh, a pretty good bulwark from the executive uh, that is not going to stand for something that's taking away uh, injured workers' benefits that have already been compromised. You know, we had the grand bargain back in 1915 where each and every citizen in every state uh, gave up the constitutional right to sue in exchange for workers' comp. That was supposed to be a humanitarian trade-off for that loss of a constitutional right. Uh, and, you know, we were supposed to have borderline interpretations in the favor of the injured worker. Their doctor was supposed to be given greater weight than a one-time insurance company examination. Uh, was supposed to be remedial in nature, and uh, we're, we're just not seeing that apply, Joe. Sure. There has to be more deterrence for bad behavior by insurance companies against injured workers. You know, I had a guy today, you know, working for a company in, on a line and got an infection in his foot, uh, chopped his two toes off just this morning. Uh, you know, late 50s, started helping out the company when started, the company started making money. Gangrene extended into the lower extremity, chopped his, you know, amputated his leg below the knee. Um, totally depressed. His wife has left him after 25 years. Uh, I mean, we can go on and on about the, the tragedies of what happens when someone gets injured on the job. And we really have to be able to have our voice heard and our clients' voices heard because our clients' voices and their stories whether it's a, you know, a union iron worker or a local 98 guy or a steam fitter, having their stories heard. There's no, none of our union brothers or sisters gets a fair shake in the workers' compensation system. They don't want to get workers' comp. No, I get it. They want to work. They want to feed into their benefits. They want to feed into their annuity. And you know what? They're just showing up and doing their job, and boy, do they get to run around. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the grand bargain, man. Uh, you know, they, they, you know, they traded, obviously, so when, uh, so when being able to sue your employer for, for uh, a workers' compensation package, now all they do is try to, uh, and the legislators, all they try to do is gut it. So there's nothing there. You can have it. So thankfully, uh, you know, people like yourself, Sam, uh, are constantly fighting. I want to kind of segue a little bit uh, on the, uh, on the um, initiative of addiction, especially in labor, our labor cares initiative. Uh, which obviously injured workers, uh, you know, deal with that. I want to uh, bring in Tony Schuler, uh who has recommended, the, you know, I met him through the, the labor leaders and uh, very highly sought after. And um, addiction is, is, is something that um, is passionate to all of us. Um, Tony, uh, tell us, you know, how, you know, how important combating addiction is to you and, 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 and why. Well, you know, Sam just spoke about it, the, the person he met with today, the individual who had an injury, um, 
wife ended up leaving him. There's depression there. Preventing addiction or getting help for addiction with the narcotics or any medication that they're taking through that, and then everything they're going through mentally on top of that, it, it's a very real thing with injured workers, and it's important to address it and get help for it. And that's really what the Labor Cares program's about. Yeah, and, and, and so we're, we're, we're launching a helpline. We want, and, and, and our, and our um, commitment, and, and, and Sam, I know you're going to be um, helping to spearhead this, um, with, you know, with our Injured Workers Advocacy Program board. But, you know, when you, when you have individuals that are getting, especially somebody in that situation, you're committed that to, to not only representing them and, and making sure that they have the benefits there, but also you have a life on the line with, you know, that, that, that goes through all types of, uh, of situations. And it just doesn't stop at fixing the injury or getting their benefits. It's, it, 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 you know, with the Labor Cares Program, we're going to have a helpline and, you know, individuals. And our motto is our family helping your family. So it's not just about labor union members. It's about everybody. And you guys are committed to the whole process. Yeah, I think, you know, you guys make a really good point. And it's very, very important to know that that support is out there because what we need more of is we need more people out there to support the, the injured worker and their family when they're out there, whether it's a counselor, whether it's it's treatment for uh, the injuries themselves, and the overlooked part of this is the emotional and mental part because people just don't insurance companies don't pay for that. Look, if if I'm injured on the job and I'm a 47 year old iron worker and I've had 20 years in the union, I was trying to get to 30, and I've got a kid in college and I've got another one in a parochial school and I have a mortgage. And my social circle is with, with my buddies. And all of a sudden, that is taken away from me. And I have the uncertainty of not knowing what the heck is going to happen tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to recover from this injury. I'm not going to, I, and I'm capped at a, a max comp rate. I could be making $3,000 a week. Now I'm stuck at $1,000 a week. I've lost my medical coverage. I've lost my annuity. The level of stress and emotional, and by the way, we're, a lot of times people turn to a drug, alcohol, it's not a good situation, and we need all to rally around them and almost create a village. We need to have the legal component. We need to have the medical component. We need to have the counseling component. We need to have the, 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 labor, the labor machine create a cocoon around that individual to make sure that they're able and protected to get through this time of crisis. And boy, does it make a difference. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, one of the things and one of the benefits of being in a labor union is the resources that we have around. By the way, and I told you this, there wasn't a labor leader, you know, that's on our board that doesn't sit. When you talk about who represents you, your injured workers, because of the work that they do, it's pond the hockey. Uh, Tony Shore, I want to thank you, obviously, for what you're doing uh, on behalf of our, our, our union workers and, and, and our labor cares program, especially during COVID. Thank you, John. You know, it's, it's, it. it's great. And good luck working with J-Doc. Uh, <laughs> as, as much as that, you have to do that. Why does everybody keep telling me listen, that? Listen, he's just mad because my name's first. Uh, Sam, last thought for you, and I want you to finish up the show. Every time I walk into Pond La Hockey and every time I come into this office and every time the conversation comes up, I see the puzzles on the wall that yeah. tell the stories yeah, yeah you've, you've seen the commercial those those are murals of three clients that we did because their lives were torn apart and the idea was to take their physical files and we physically had them torn apart by ian wright a muralist out of london and he created 
out of our clients' files the pictures of their face, and they will live on for eternity, wow. quite frankly. We gave each one of those clients that. Those, they're hung throughout this office to inspire each of us to understand each and every one of their stories. Uh, Barbara, Fran, and Moose Beerley, who I represented, who was paralyzed, who was an operating engineer, was a great guy. Would have, but they inspire us. The clients inspire us. And as we leave the show tonight, Jay Doc, on the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause, we leave inspired, and we thank uh, Sam Pond. On behalf of everybody who tuned into the radio program, on behalf of Tony, on behalf of Sam, on behalf of uh, Freddie Mitchell, and of course, our host of the show, Jay Doc. <laughs> I'm Joe Kraus. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre recorded.